Hello and welcome to Age of Air, a podcast about astrology, tarot, and magic. I'm your host, Rebecca Dean, and today we're going to do things a little bit differently. If you've been listening to the Age of Air podcast, then you probably know it at this point that I've mainly been doing astrological forecasts either for the week ahead or the month ahead. Um, but today I'm going to do something related to that, so about astrology and uh, magic as well, as you'll see. And um, but not quite the same as just a forecast. Um, but just to give you a little bit of a mini forecast for the week, there are a few things that are happening now in this final week of February 2021. On the 21st of February, Mercury stations direct or station direct um, that happened yesterday uh, here in Berlin at 11 degrees of Aquarius. So Mercury was retrograde for a number of weeks. And um, as I said in the podcast before, that's usually a time when really the energy is to go back and revise um, or relook at uh, decisions or uh, that have been made or projects that you've been working on. Um, that's really the energy that is the most effective way to use a retrograde cycle. So um, that would have been any projects or um, decisions that you made around mid-January that were kind of being revisited at this time. And um, now the sign is going to be moving forward again and um, going into the sign of Pisces later in the month of March. Um, so the energy will change in this way. And anything that is mercurial that usually um, gets a little bit disruptive, disrupted in certain kinds of ways um, during a retrograde cycle. So, for example, business, um, travel, that includes things like bus schedules, train schedules, um, commutes, if anyone is still commuting, um, anything like that during a Mercury retrograde cycle can not go as according to plan. Communication, um, can there can be problems with that. So, miscommunications, problems with technology, which is also something that Mercury rules, anything like that. Um, sometimes cannot function as expected or have sort of snafus, that sort of thing during a Mercury retrograde cycle. So um, that's going to be in the past for now until the next uh, Mercury retrograde that we'll be experiencing this year. There's always three every year. But for a while, the Mercury mercurial things will be moving um, in a more forward fashion. Um, on the on the 25th of February 2021, Venus is going to be changing signs. So she's going to be moving from Aquarius into the sign of Pisces. And in Pisces, Venus is very, very strong. It's what you call in, in traditional astrology or actually in modern astrology as well, I believe, the sign of Venus's exaltation. Um, and when a sign is uh, a planet is in its sign of exaltation. It basically means um, whatever that planet happens to stand for is really um, being treated as an honored guest in that sign. Um, it was reminding I was watching the the Crown um, a couple of months ago, and um, when you could see the Queen when she would travel, for example, to New Zealand and. Um, then everyone would go out to the streets and wave to her and be so excited that she's there. Whenever a planet enters its sign of exaltation, it's being treated a bit like that. So it is quite a nice um, and strong position for Venus to be in. Um, I don't really want to go into too much detail about what that means. I'll probably do sort of either a mini podcast or write a little text about that at ageofair.substack.com, which is where I write um, little 
texts and publishes podcasts. So check that out and subscribe if you'd be interested in finding out more about that later this week. Um, the other thing that I'll probably also mention is uh, the full moon that will be happening on the 27th of February in the sign of Virgo. So um, that's the end of this um, moon cycle, this very nice, very auspicious moon cycle that started off on the 11th of February. Um, so there will be a few things to say about that as well that I probably will touch on later in the week. Um, but other than that, actually, this is a pretty slow week astrologically. I personally think that that is not such a bad thing. Um, January was packed full of lots of astrology. The beginning of the month was kind of crazy with um, this huge um, gathering in the sign of Aquarius. And of course, 2020 was a huge um, clusterfuck of astrology, if you um, don't mind my, my French there. But I think everyone would agree. So a little bit of a slowdown of astrology and not much to see and read in the skies is actually quite a welcome change. Um, so enjoy this week of maybe less drama, less big news flashes, I hope, um, those sorts of things would be quite a nice thing um, to see. So anyways, I'm going to leave the astrology behind for now, um, at least of the forecast type, and move on to the topic that I would like to talk about today. And that's quite a large topic, and it is the topic of time. Okay, so what I would like you to do first is maybe just take a few seconds here, look out the window if you're near a window or at a wall, um, if you're... Uh, staring at a wall or out of the out of a airplane if anyone's even on airplanes anymore any place where you are just take a second and think what is time so maybe what does time mean to you personally for example what do you think is sort of the standard definition of time and just in general um about the concept of time and um and the deeper meanings of this okay so yeah i'll count count to 10 <laughs> here a teeny little pause for you to think all right I think some thinking went on <laughs> hopefully um right before I move on and say about talk about what I actually wanted to cover today I just thought I would read you um, a definition that I found um, when I just googled time definition English so that it wouldn't sure not show up in German and then I'd have to translate it for you it's always good to put the English in there and um, when you're using a computer in Germany um, so when I looked up time definition English on Google what I got for the noun was the indefinite continued progress of existence and events in the past, present, and future regarded as a whole. So, for example, to travel through space and time. And the other definition for the noun was a point of time as measured in hours and minutes past midnight or noon. So basically the two twelves of the day, um, the measurements uh, after that that give us our full 24-hour clock. And as a verb, it says um, plan, schedule, or arrange when something should happen or be done. So the first track race is timed at 11.15, could be the verb use of time. And measure the time taken by a process or activity or person doing it. Uh, we were timed and given certificates according to our speed. So again, this idea of a measurement of something. Um, and my guess would be, would be that 
that's how most people would think of it is time is a measurement um, can be done in seconds, minutes, hours, um, milliseconds, or, you know, all sorts of maybe increments of larger or smaller amounts, but it definitely still is a measurement system, okay? Um, what I want to talk today about is actually a system of looking at time differently, and that's a way to talk about the quality of time. So not just as a measurement, but the quality. Um, I think personally, this is something we all know about. You know those sort of heavier moments when whatever you do, whatever you try um, to do to get a project going, for example, you just feel like, oh, it's just the energy is not here. Or those moments when there's just tension and aggression in the air. Maybe you don't even know why, but it's just there. Those sorts of, sorts of things are what I mean by the quality of time, okay? And there actually is a system for talking about this, um, an ancient system, and that's planetary, planetary days and hours, okay? If you've never heard of that, then I think that's perfectly normal. I think anyone who does anything, especially maybe with traditional astrology, has probably heard of this system. It's used quite often in different traditions of magic as well. Um, but I'd say probably your average Joe um, or Jill has probably not really heard of planetary days and hours. I don't think it's sort of a standard thing, okay? So what is planetary days and hours? Planetary days and hours is an ancient system in which one of the seven classical planets um, is given rulership over each day and then various parts of the day. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> Very nice definition there, okay? And um, yeah, th this system basically s was first defined in uh, the Hellenistic period for um, the astrological period um, Hellenistic period, which was in the Mediterranean region, especially in um, Egypt during the Hellenistic times. Um, possibly it could be that it even hails to later times um, in the Babylonian astrology, which is was basically the culture in which astrology as we know it and in all the different uh, branches that it has in, in different cultures um, was born. So it all was born in the, the Babylonian area, which I believe is um, modern day Iraq. Okay, um, so yeah, quite an old system. Um, and to be honest, you can still see this uh, in the names of the days of the week that we have in many languages, okay? It's not the, the, the way um, necessarily that it is done in every single language in the world. Um, some languages apparently just say um, Monday is day number one, <laughs> Tuesday is day number two, those sorts of things, okay? But a lot of languages really still use this system so we can see where these um, planets, uh, what day of the week they actually were given, okay? So maybe before I get into where, how we see that in languages, let me just tell you um, the days of the week and the planet which has been assigned to them. So Monday is, um, as it sounds, is the day of the moon. So Monday is ruled by the moon. Tuesday is the day of Mars. Wednesday is the day of Mercury. Thursday is the day that is ruled by Jupiter. Friday is the day that is ruled by Venus. Saturday is the day that is ruled by Saturn. And Sunday, oh wow, this is <laughs> quite a shocker, is the day that's ruled by the sun, okay? And like I said, um, 
in especially romance languages, you can really still see this. I apologize. I do not speak Spanish. I should as someone who grew up in California and Arizona, but I unfortunately don't. So I apologize in advance if I slaughter the pronunciation here. But let me just go ahead and go through it. So again, like I said, Monday is the day of the moon. And in Spanish, that's lunes. So um, luna is the moon in Spanish. Tuesday is the day of Mars in Spanish, Martes. Um, so you can hear the Mars that's still there in the day of the week. Wednesday is um, Mercurius, and then the day of the week is uh, ooh, Mercules. Thursday is Jove or Jupiter, and that's um, ooh, um, Uvis. <laughs> apologize for that. If I fluttered that one, I have a feeling I did. Um, Venus is Vernis. Um, by the way, venereal, so as in venereal disease, also has to do with Venus. Um, Venus rules sexuality, so that's one of the reasons that um, sexual, sexually contact, uh, uh, <laughs> contracted diseases um, also have Venus in the name. And then um, what happened that was a little bit different, unlike English, where we really have Saturday, so Saturn's day, and Sunday, the day of the sun, in the Romance languages, they actually um, replaced those. And then Sabado is Saturday in Spanish, so Sabbath, and Domingo is Sunday, um, so the day of the Lord. So um, for the Christian um, period, they kind of gave those um gave those days to to other concepts here um, whereas like I said in English we kept that okay and in English um, what we did is um, the days of the weeks actually tie in with the Germanic deities okay so not the Greco-Roman deities so for example Thursday is the day of Thor um, which is the the god in the Germanic among the Germanic deities that is um, close to Jupiter or Jove or um, that you have or Zeus um, as they call him in, in as they called him in Rome um, so that's where you see it's still the same concept though uh, Friday is Freya or Frigga which was the Venusian character among these deities and then uh, Mona um, Monday is Mona or Mani, which was, I suppose, then the lunar goddess, okay? So again, the same idea, the same gods are used or the same concepts. Um, if you want to move past it being an actual deity and reality, the same um, sort of energetic symbols that these planets, um, what they stand for, what their significations are, really rule these days in many different cultures okay um and that also includes yeah let's see what else we have here in the hindu tradition they also have it as well and in many southeast asian languages as well and again no variations um monday is the moon tuesday is mars wednesday is mercury thursday is jupiter friday venus saturday is uh, saturn and sunday is the sun okay so no matter what culture it is or language you're talking about if they use this system and not just numbers for the day um okay so as i said it's not just planetary days though it there is also planetary hours okay and how that works is, um, let's take Saturday. So Saturday, again, is the day of Saturn. And on whatever day um, of the week you're talking about, whatever planet is uh, sort of the ruler of that day, at dawn on that day, you're going to also have 
the hour of that planet. So on dawn on Saturday, no matter what time of year it is or where you are in the world, at dawn, so when the sun rises above the horizon, um, I suppose that is what dawn is, (laughs) um, then uh, it's going to also be the hour of that planet. Okay, so on and dawn on Saturday, it's going to be the day and hour of Saturn. Okay, and then after that, the hours commence in what is called the oh I've never said this word out loud I hope I'm saying it correctly Chaldean order which is um, also ties back to Babylonian astrology and what that is basically is the order of the planets from slowest to quickest including the sun and the moon which in the astrological system are also considered quote-unquote planets okay so how that works is then so again we'll take Saturday On Saturday, it's the day of Saturn. At dawn, it's the hour of Saturn. And so then the hour after that, the second slowest planet among the classical planets is Jupiter. So then Jupiter comes, the hour of Jupiter, and then the hour of Mars, and then the hour of the Sun, and then the hour of Venus, and then the hour of Mercury, and then the very quickest of all is um, the one that's last, and that's the hour of the moon, okay? So again, from the slowest to the quickest, okay? And it would be the same way uh, no matter what it was. So for example, if we took Wednesday at dawn, it's going to be Mercury, um, so the day and hour of Mercury, and then after that, it's going to be the the hour of the moon, And then it's going to be the hour of Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, the sun, Venus, Mercury, and the moon again. Okay. So it continues like that throughout the day. Um, It still is a slightly bit, teeny bit misleading um, because it's actually not really, there's only, I think, what is it? During the vernal equinox and the, uh, some other equinox. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Then, then the days and hours, um, are and between night and day are usually really 60 minutes so it would be 60 minutes of the day and hour of Saturn and going on but most of the other times of the year um, it's actually going to be uneven it depends on how much daylight there is during the day so for example here in Berlin when you know we're pretty far up north and in the winter it gets dark at like it's depressing to even say, although it's better now in Feb- in, in late February, but in around um, early January or December or late December, it gets dark at around 4.30 or 5 o'clock. And so what that means is that the planetary hours during the day are shorter than 60 minutes and the ones at night are longer. And then later, um, again, since we're so far up north in the summertime, then it stays light until 10.30 or 11 at night. And then during that time, then the planetary days during the hour, uh, the planetary hours during the day are longer than 60 minutes and the ones at night are shorter. Okay. So because of that, I mean, there are ways you could mathematically figure this out. Um, if that's your Jones, then go for it. <laughs> that's definitely not mine. So what I rely on to really know what, um, what the hour is for each given day is just um, one of the many free calculators that you can find on the internet. So there's, um, for example, the easiest one is just called um, planetaryhours.net. 
you can find it there for your location. It will tell you um, what the day and hour is. Or there's another one too called Lunarium uh, lunarium.co.uk. They have a variety of calculators there, and one of them is also um, a planetary uh, um, days and hours uh, calculator. Um, there's also plenty of apps, um, probably some also you can pay for that have lots of other fancy features, those sorts of things. So there's, um, it, they're pretty easy to find. The one thing you're going to probably need to understand them is the symbol for each planet. Um, at ageofair.substack.com, I'll give you a little list for what the planets are, uh, the symbols are for the planets. Um, it's pretty easy since there's only seven to learn, and the sun and the moon and um, Venus and Mars, which everyone already knows, are going to be kind of given. So you're really only going to have to, if you don't know them already, um, you're going to have to memorize Mercury, um, Jupiter, and Saturn, but that shouldn't be too hard. So yeah, because usually on those kind of calculators, they do it by the symbol and they don't really tell you this is the day of Saturn and this is the hour because it would be a bit too long. So um, all right, so that's enough then about um, that and how that works. Um, let me just tell you then a little bit about how you can use this or how I also personally use this, okay? And that's, um, it really is useful. First of all, I would say when, if you found, if you find this concept interesting, I personally find it extremely fascinating, this idea that time has quality and that it's not just a measurement. Um, but I would say when you're trying to get to know this system, um, I would really just track things and really just for your own curiosity. So for example, if you, um, if you notice that there's just such a buoyancy in the air and everyone, oh, everyone's just so happy and everything's just going so smoothly and everyone is just spreading love all around and, you know, it's like happy communes time in the, <laughs> on the fields or something, then um, note down the time and then look and it's quite likely that it will be um, the hour of Venus or the hour of Jupiter or something like that or um, another time when there's just like this aggressive tension in this air and you just get in a stupid fight with someone over nothing like a colleague and you're like, ah, oh, what the hell is even going on? Note down the time. It's quite likely it might be, for example, the day and hour of, of Mars or something like that, okay? So that's, again, what I would suggest when you're trying to get how this system of talking about the quality of time, um, what it actually means, uh, that's a great way to analyze it, okay? Just to let you know ahead of time um, what the days and hours um, could mean, um, a day, the day and the hour of the sun, for example, uh, or some, or would be a time that would be really promote anything that has to do with visibility or vitality. Those are things that the sun stands for. So, um, for example, if uh, on the day or the hour of the sun, um, and that also means on any day. So, for example, Monday and the hour of the sun, um, since Sunday's. Uh, 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 a weekend day, these um, some of the typical things might not uh, be something you could actually do on the day and hour of the sun, which is, of course, whenever you have something that's really the day and the hour of the planet, then it's going to be especially strong. Um, anyways, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. But um, the reason I'm saying this is because you could really use the hour of the sun 
for anything, again, that promotes visibility or vitality. So for example, it is a great time um, to ask for a promotion at work. Um, it would be a great time to schedule any sort of presentations that you're making, to make any sort of performance. A great time to focus on improving your health or social status, okay? Because those are all significations of the sun, okay? So either the day or the hour of the moon or the day and hour of the moon, if you want to double up on it, would be any time, it would be good for anything when you're doing something that is comforting for you, um, something that makes you feel good, um, eating sort of comfort foods <laughs> during that time would be great, or um, taking a nice hot long bath. That's what I love to do on um, the day and hour of the moon. It can feel fantastic. Any sort of domestic activity is something to do at th that's great to do at that time. In some ways, um, this kind of idea, who was it? Garfield, I think, always said like, I hate Mondays and there's like the Monday blues and blah. There is actually a kind of a reason for that when you look at this system because Monday is ruled by the moon and the moon doesn't really want to be out of their comfort zone. They don't want to have to put in effort and work. They really kind of want to, the lunar energy is really just very comforting, very nourishing, um, very kind of like lounging in bed, bedish. <laughs> so it's actually not really the best day of the week to start the work week. I personally think Mars, the day of Mars, the day when, um, I mean, Mars can really stand for, for sort of aggression or um, impatience, but it also really is just a day where you have like a lot of energy and push. It's a not sit down. It's not, it's the opposite of the day when you want to kind of lounge in bed. It's when you want to get up and do things. Um, so it would be a much better day of the week to start um, the work week and then end it off with Saturn, the day when you are kind of have to be responsible for things anyway. <laughs> so, but anyways, um, yeah, that's my two cents about that. And yeah, so let's go back uh, for that for Tuesday. Again, as I just was saying, Mars would, uh, the day of Mars or the hour of Mars too, um, is any day when, um, it, when you and I just lean physical, so exertion, assertiveness, boldness, anything like that. It's a great time. The day and hour of Mars, in some ways, the maybe the only really positive thing to do on that day uh, or, and that day and hour um, would be to go, for example, to go jogging or to, to do a boxing match or something would be a perfect way to deal with that energy or to maybe um, really say what you need to say, especially if maybe you're kind of more a timid, a timid person who has a hard time being assertive and stating your your thoughts or opinions um you could really use that energy um to help you out but be a little bit careful because mars um can also be quite confrontational as well or like i've said can also be aggressive um yeah it, it, here in berlin it's maybe the 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 day and hour of mars um or the hours of Mars during the day it might be times when people get in yelling matches on the street, which is not very uncommon in this city. I just saw one recently just the other day where strangers just yell at each other. Um, it's a very martial city, um, Berlin. So, um, yeah, so you have to be a little bit careful. It's um, maybe one thing that I would avoid on that day would be to start, yeah, a, a conversation with someone where you have to maybe confront them in a way that is maybe going to get charged up and aggressive um, or difficult and you know that then I would say maybe don't do that on the day and hour of Mars maybe uh, decide instead to do it on the day on the day and hour of Venus um, 
day and or hour of Venus or Jupiter or something like that, okay? So um, yeah, so let's move on then uh, to the the next one. Oh, I didn't do this in the, I should have done this in the Chilidian order, I realized actually, but I didn't. So, oh well, <laughs> let's move then instead to um, Venus, which is out of order here. And um, Venus, uh, the day and hour of Venus would be great for anything that has to do with social occasions, love it would be a great time to um, set up uh, the time when you get married for example it's also a great time for improving your appearance um, or making art um, it would be a great time for example to get a haircut um, or change your wardrobe or anything like that <clears throat> would definitely be very um would be very supported by the venusian energy and just in general increasing harmony okay um, so that would be for Venus. And again, going a little bit out of order here, then let's move on to Jupiter. Um, Jupiter is the day and hour of Jupiter, um, or the hour of Jupiter on any day of the week, is really a day that um, supports success in all things. Jupiter is the great kind of uh, planet, planetary energy that just likes to be helpful, likes to kind of grant wishes and um, just make good things happen, okay? So it's a great time to begin anything, basically. Um, if you take the Jupiter energy, then you're going to be doing yourself a favor. Um, it's great for either financial or spiritual pursuits, two things that Jupiter also um, is uh, signifies. It's... Um, yeah, anything like that. And the only thing I would say for Jupiter would be be a little bit careful because the one thing you can do with um, Jupiterian energy is it tends to maybe maybe make you overdo things, or um, it's also prone to excess as well. Um, for example, extreme overeating um, or indulging. Also, extreme being extremely overly optimistic can be sort of a negative manifestation of Jupiter. So um, if you use this energy, yeah, make sure that it's um, to, to be aware of that as well. But still, overall, it's just going to be a positive time to any start anything. And as far as the um, day and hour of Saturn or the hour of Saturn in general, is great for organization, so organizing anything, discipline, completing any sort of tedious work that you don't really want to get done. Um, it's um, a great time to really just concentrate, um, to break uh, destructive habits, for example, a great time to commit to things um, in a sort of a very serious way um, or accepting responsibility anything like that okay so those are the kind of energies again for the day of that um, planet and then particularly the hour um, like I've been saying several times you know if you want to double up on the Venus then do the day and hour of Venus um, but otherwise um, if you can't do that or you need to get something done right away then you can also just really go for the hour of Venus on a certain day okay so um, yeah and as I said I would really do this sort of twofold I would first maybe do the observation thing um, and see if you can really track the quality of time and see how it is really going with the system because it is quite amazing if you do that. Um, I think you really, I mean, it's not like every single time you'll be like, oh, that's the perfect match. But I think if you really did it, 
you would see around maybe 60 to 80% of the time that um, I think I read that on a website that they said that that was statistics for when people do this on a regular basis. And I can say for myself that I would agree with that. You can really see the patterns of the qual this system describing the quality of time in, in remarkably um, clear ways. Um, and um, yeah, like I like I mentioned, it. I think it's with any whenever it's anything like this, it can be a little bit. The danger is, um, especially if maybe people who have a struggle with anxiety, is to get kind of a little bit hung up and really track everything and feel like, oh God, I can only make a decision or I can only do this if um, if it's the if it's the hour of Jupiter or whatever, um, or I better avoid this since it's the hour of Mars. I personally. Um, don't do that myself I'm not even aware like constantly what I mean I know the day because I know this system quite well I of course I know every day what the um, planet is that rules that day but I don't really track um, what hour it is however I really do do that um, for making big decisions if for example I want to write an email and I would like the people to um think of it or when who re, the people who receive it to have sort of a f more there's more of a chance that they'll have a favorable impression then I definitely look and try to send it in the hour of Venus for example um it just makes sense and it's just that helpful little extra push um and also yeah if I was going to go out and do some exercise thing I might also really say okay I'm going to do it in the hour of Mars because it's that's going to support it um if I do that okay it can also go the other way as well. You can also say, okay, um, yeah, I'm going to write this email again, maybe, and um, maybe it's also a little bit confrontational or something, and you're afraid of how the person might react on the other end, then I would say don't send it in the hour of Mars because uh, then the negative um, uh, reaction to that in sort of... Um, a more Marsy way would be more likely. Um, and if you wanted to start a new project that needed sort of buoyancy and life and optimism and like, ah, oh, this is going to be great and fantastic, wonderful luck, then um, don't do it in the hour of Saturn. Um, that would not be the best for that. Saturn is great for the kind of let's sit down. Um, I think in some ways um, Saturn is very much uh, novel writing, <laughs> um, which I'm in... Uh, doing right now is I'm I'm uh, editing my, the, the draft of my novel that for that you need Saturn you need to sit down you need to concentrate it's not very much fun um, but it needs to be done and you need to commit to it Saturn is your guy <laughs> but if you're looking for these fantastic new um, these uh, new moments of inspiration and you know, just great luck that everything is going to kind of smoothly roll out, then I would say go for Jupiter um, is going to be then the planet that you're going to want. Okay. So yeah, anyways, um, have fun with this. It really makes a huge difference. And I think personally just is a fantastic way of realizing that time is so much more than we've been thinking of. I mean, just a system of measurement how freaking boring and again this is not a system that was made up um yesterday by some sort of new age flaky <laughs> sorry don't mean to diss the new age thing but you know it gets a little bit um irritating these kind of guru made up the system yesterday and now it's going to change the entire world okay i also like that this system is really embedded in our culture even 
beyond um, the astrological system. I mean, it's how we name our days of the week, okay? So to me, that also speaks to like, this is something that has been around a long time. This is something we can still use um, to kind of um, organize our own days and um, have things work out for us. And um, as I mentioned to it is important for anyone, uh, I mean, again, if you have no interest in magic at all, you can really just use this to help you decide when to write emails or when to schedule appointments or when to go get your hair cut or whatever. It can be very supportive in that way. But if you do do any sort of magical practice, this is also very important. So, for example, if you're doing spell work for um, for relationships, then again, do it on the day and hour of Venus. Don't um, do it on Mars's day um, or on the hour of Saturn um, or something like that. Or if you wanted to do something for visibility for um, some sort of um, magical act where you're trying to get some attention for something that you wrote on your blog or something like that, then um, yeah, then I wouldn't, I would say don't do that on the hour of the moon or um, something like that. It would be much more um, conducive to use, for example, the day and the hour of the sun or maybe also Mercury as well. Um, also, Venus is always good for people liking stuff. Um, great for social media in general. You want to go for any social media posts, go for the Venusian energy so that people like you and like what you have to say. Um, yeah, so it can be used in that way as well, definitely, and is... Um, just helps you out in all ways, basically. I love this system so much. Um, it's really, I've only really known, uh, as I've mentioned before, I mainly have a background in more modern astrology where they don't really talk about this, but this is something that is talked about quite often in traditional astrology or also in different types of um, magic that I've dabbled in and um, it works. <laughs> so yeah, I hope that I've inspired you to um, both use this in your own life and also look deeper into the system. Like I said, at ageofair.substack.com, I'm also going to um, link to a couple of the calculators that you can use and give you the symbols and also um, another little sort of uh, list of um, how you can use these days and hours or what the energies would signify or what they support or maybe what they are not so conducive um, to. So yeah, go ahead and take a look at that. You can also go ahead and subscribe and then you'll always get um, my podcast and the text that I write delivered directly to your inbox. Um, it's completely free of charge. So please stop by and do that. It would be great to connect with you in the future. And until then, then yeah, I'll see you probably later this week when I do something mini about the change of sign for Venus and the full moon. Uh, and uh, yeah, so until then, then take care and I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye.